welcome to the Free Bootas Network. Hi, this is Devin Trapp with the Free Bootas Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. In this episode, the hosts interview Vincent Rossbond from Black Library to talk about what's coming up from the library in 2018. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me as always is Ashley. Hey guys. And JF. Hello! And today we've got an interview with Vincent Rossbond from Black Library and Wintasar Publishing. He's going to kind of tell us about what's going on over there, what's coming up in this new year. But as always, we'd like to tell you what's been going on lately with us. And we'll start with Ashley because I saw that Ashley got to play a game. Ashley did get to play a game uh, just before the holidays. It was quite nice. And... um. It was a classic matchup, My Space Wolves versus the Dirty Dark Angels. <laughs> and uh, it was traitorous, you know what, etc., etc. It was a good time. It was really nice. I had I had a really good game. Um, How many points did you guys play? We did we did a power game. We didn't do oh, points cool. because so she was a new player, so we didn't want to like get like too bogged down in the nitty gritty. So I was like, hey, let's just throw some some Grey Hunter units on the table and see what happens. And I got to play with Murder Fang for the first time, and let me tell you what. Did he murder? I love, uh, he, he Murder Fanged everything with his murder claws and his murderous rage. It was delightful. I, I'll probably use him forever from now on. In the, uh, in the Dark Angels, in the new Codex, and I assume they'll do the same thing in the Space Wolves Codex when it comes out, but there's a stratagem. Yep. The Lion and the Wolf, did you see that? I did not. Actually, the book had just come out, so we actually sort of leafed through it a little bit together before the game. Um, but I didn't actually review the book in depth yet. Uh, so it's it's if you, play a, if you play a combined army of Space Wolves and Dark Angels. Um, and basically you have the models uh, f- fight off. So you roll a die for each one on a 4+, plus. they suffer a mortal wound. Oh, jeez. But, but each one that survives increases its strength, attacks, weapon skill, and leadership by one for the for the, uh, for the the game. Interesting. So you can kind of, you could have like two characters duel because they have, you know, that fluff story where every time they, right, meet, they, right, they right. duel for one CP and then each of them is, gets increased. I like it. And, if, and hint, if you're packing an apothecary, they can just fix that wound for you. Hmm, that's nice. So, doing anything else hobby-wise? Building models, painting? I've been painting a little bit on the uh, Forge World Avatar. Slowly mm-hmm. but surely making some progress on that dumb thing. <laughs> I just, it's got so many layers to, to try and, you know, build up like a nice lava base. I've been, oh geez, I don't know, maybe six or seven layers now. I've lost count. Yes. I'm making it. Gonna stop it's a little 20? it's a little bit it's a little bit too bright. I'm just gonna stop when it looks right. And if <laughs> 20. it's twenty layers, it's twenty layers. But no, I, I you know, I built up a nice bright like inside with, you know, some yellow and then I worked up into orange and now I'm into the reds and I think I need to make it a little bit darker in certain places. Hmm. Um the layers are getting faster because I'm, you know, playing with less and less area each time. 
Um, but it's just a process. I want to make sure that, that he looks right. You I'm, make not, him I'm not entirely satisfied glowing? yet. Yeah, yeah, he's totally glowy, except for his little armor bits on his wrists, cool. which are going to be like a dark gray. And you're paying this for somebody else, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> she says you sound I, excited well, she says now never, that she's seven layers in yeah, yeah. i just i just never I, I don't know i, I just feel like i haven't painted anything for myself in a long time and then i realized it's because i can't paint anything that's not built yeah so <laughs> well i mean and you're you know you're not you're not an eldar player and that's a cool model so when you know if you have the chance to yeah go for it and that's you know that's why i like painting things for other people is because i get to paint stuff i'd never paint i painted a unit of um fire warriors which was a lot of fun but they're never models I would have picked up on my own. Right, right. Well, speaking of Fire Warriors, Jeff's posted a... I guess that's uh, the fun of commission painting, is that you get to try different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jeff, we saw you posted on our Facebook page a, uh, a, a trial or a test paint run for something very Tau-like. It's so Tau-like that one could almost say that it is definitely a Tau fig. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm, my world is all pink these days. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, I hope it gives the results I, I want. If it does, it will be striking on the table, no doubt. And what else have you been doing lately besides the, the, the mass painting of, of pink towel? Um, the, the holidays kind of took over, uh, my gaming. Like I did some gaming, but no 40 K legs, mostly some board games and stuff to pass the time and hang out. But I haven't had a chance to really play a game of 40 K. I'm playing my next game of 40 K this coming Saturday, actually. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Actually, that's not true. I did play one game using stand in models for the list. I'm going to be using at the, uh, 40 K friendly. And there you go. It did not go well. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> it is, it is not a, um, it's not a strong list. <laughs> uh, but it's, it, it's the friendly. Oh no, absolutely no. I, I, I knew going in that it would not be a list that would be very, um, I say challenging to fight against. But then again, the scenario I got pretty much canceled the main rule of all of my units. Like my units have a, I'm using stealth suits and ghost kills. And the the way the deployment works for that scenario is basically that you don't get to deploy like you want. So yeah, I got you. It's it. I had no control over the positioning or the order in which things came in because the scenario uses it's it's a, one of the scenarios from uh, Chapter Approved, and it uses very rules very similar to the old reserve rules where stuff comes in randomly. Oh yeah, the um the recon mission. I played that one. Yeah, exactly. So when you have an army that's very much designed for strategic and you know intentional positioning, and you can't do any of that, it, yeah, it ruins your fun a bit. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and I'm sure you saw the announcement from the Warhammer Weekend. About the the, the Custodes? You yes. mean the the army that was playing on playing in 2018 as as both 30k and 40k is now getting a getting full new codex. model? <laughs> yeah, and um, confirm this for me because uh, unfortunately the rumor mills are sometimes very um, unreliable. So um, 
some I, I've read somewhere that uh, some of the 30k models would get rules to be played in 40k. Because I have a lot of 30k Custodes tanks, and that would make me very happy. I'm sure you could easily use them, even if there's not necessarily specific rules for them. I'm sure it could be easy to to swap them out. Yeah, I, I, I could probably. I wouldn't be surprised if if they did, if Forge World if they did put out rules for it though, you know, because it seems like they have rules for they did those indexes where they have rules for just about everything they had for the space marines or whatever you know yeah and and from another point of view i mean as long as they're putting out a codex for 40k opening up uh purchasing the Ford world models to 40k players who don't play 30k is what i would consider a good business move yeah so no matter how cynical you are there's a good reason to do that but then again as much as i love games workshop they're sometimes a bit schizophrenic, and they tend to occasionally leave money on the table by not making these choices. So I'm not presuming they'll do it, but I have a lot of Custodes tanks from Forge World. I would really love to use those in 40k. But now you have to get super cool jet bikes. There's no way I'm not pre-ordering <laughs> those the moment they're available. I Those and they're, they're, now they have these, these cool... Uh, old-looking Terminators. They yeah. seem to have at least two or three characters. There's, um, yeah, finally an HQ. Uh, <laughs> and and who, who knows what else? I mean, they the way they were talking about, about in the announcement, because right now we can see maybe what looks like potentially four or five new kits. I mean, that's a lot, but it's not... A deluge of new kits. So who who knows what else? And I'm I'm not necessarily talking about them, um, you know, creating. Like I'm pretty sure all the actual new sculpts we saw, but making some of some existing Space Marine vehicles available may not necessarily be out of the question either. So the announcement says if you already have a sizable collection of Forge World Custodes, rules are hello. On their way. Rules are on their way for you to use. That your favorite units in Warhammer 40,000. In, in addition to the huge range of new plastic kits. So. That's the thing. You call it a huge range of new plastic yeah, kits. But what, so. I mean, that's such a loose. Well, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But still, I mean, being able to use all your forageable stuff and then four or five new kits. I, that's, I mean, that's the dream, isn't it? Definitely. Well, that's for me. They, now they, I don't. I didn't see an actual time frame for that, but I assume it'll be in the next couple of months. Yeah, I, th I think like the um, the ballpark that the the rumor mongers are giving is uh, release on the first week of February, which makes would sense. make sense mm -hmm. because we're we're seeing the release of the demon stuff this weekend. Yep. Um, I think that there's going to be a second wave of the, of the Nurgle stuff models next week, and then. You know, pre-orders for Custodes, and then gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> and then we have, looks like the next codex after that is going to be Thousand Suns. Mm -hmm. Their codex. Which leaves a few of the other Xenos races out there. What I'm hoping is that because they're taking so long for those that they might get a couple new models. But I think, I think it'll depend on which ones. Like, I don't necessarily see like if let's let's look at tau for instance like i don't see them necessarily getting new models in the sense of new uh units because they already have like they have a pretty good range yeah there's a couple that could use refreshing um 
but otherwise, not necessarily anything new. Necrons, maybe. Like, I could totally see new Necron Warriors. That would be neat. Maybe something... Because Necrons don't necessarily have a, a, a big Storm Surge or... Um, or uh, Gorkonaut. Like, they don't have a, a big thing like that. And that would be kind of cool to see. getting a big thing. Oh, wait. What am what I are, talking about? Of course they have oh, the yeah, obelisk. They have the uh, oh, yeah. No, the right. obelisk and the tomb yeah, thingy. Right. The, um, it's ginormous. Yeah. I think it's like two monoliths smashed together, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't think about it because I don't see it very often on the table. Yeah. Meanwhile, you, you'll see Stompas a bit more. Mm. Well, because they're awesome. That is true. <laughs> That's true. The big skirted robot. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm eager to see. I mean, I Custodus was a how do I say? And I want to say it's a disappointment because clearly I'm excited about Custodus. I play Custodus. I want to play Custodus. I've been building Custodus for the past month in preparation for for Adepticon. So obviously I'm super excited about Custodus. But at the same time, the way they kind of framed the announcement, it seemed like it was going to be bigger. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see what pans out. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it does seem like an awful lot of hype. Um, so we'll yeah, see. the week the weekenders usually kept for really big stuff, like when they like, oh, we're we're bringing back Blood Bowl and things like that. And well, I was like, the oh, weekender also when they announced Lehman Russ coming out with his wolves last year. I believe, or so. or the year before at this point, because you know I'm mixing up all my years now. <laughs> no, it must have been last year because it wasn't. Um, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I've, re- I've um, reached the point where like two years ago was five years ago and five years ago was really ten years ago. This is so, we're getting old. Yeah, I'm just sort of like well, everything's blurred together. But I'm pretty sure it was last year. Um, I believe so. I, f- I think so. Yeah, yeah. Russ I, think, I think that's what they what they announced the year before was Lehman Russ. So, so yeah, it just, it just feels like I – I mean, I'm not disappointed as much as I, I was kind of not expecting. Like, I'm I'm genuinely surprised that it's Custodus. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are going to say, well, obviously it was Custodus because of this and this, and hindsight is 2020, <laughs> I don't care. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's just the way it was framed, it felt like it was going to be something maybe newer. Like, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, Exodites, and I would have loved to see something yeah. as out of left field as Exodites, but that's kind of an unrealistic expectation. Sister to Battles would have been neat, but, I mean, every time we mention it, blah, 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 <laughs> squats. I w- I'm not necessarily saying I was expecting a new race or a new army, but maybe, like, a new angle or so- uh, on something. And right. just just a new codex, because of the way they've been rapid-firing codexes I mean, well, at us. we didn't have a codex before, so I think that kind of counts. Yeah, no, no, it qualifies. It qualifies. It's just they, they had the sort of codex in the town of the... Per box set that I guess is not really a codex. So yeah, getting getting their own genuine codex and basically um, cementing their their position as a genuine bona fide faction in the 40k universe, it, it is a big deal. It's just different than what I thought it would be. So right, right. but I'm excited. Like those jet bikes are boss, yo. Yeah, those are those jet bikes are awesome. It, it, it'll be really cool. Um... And it's still early in the in the year too, you know. We don't know what else they have planned down the road. We don't really find out things much sooner than you guys do. So, mm. and, and Games Workshop is kind of weird about how they'll. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I should not be necessarily surprised that it wasn't what I expected because um, Games Workshop will tend to sort of say, 
yeah, well, here's a new codex and all the fanfare. And then like two months later, it'll say, oh, yeah, here's a new race. Right, right. Not not really have any ceremony for it. Like, oh, yeah, Demiurge, by the way. What? It's like, yeah, when they brought the the Caradron Overlords, it's like, here's a couple of previews. Yeah, enjoy absolutely a completely new faction of dwarves. So they're like that. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of hype for the. You're right for the Overlords release. It was like you said, like here's here's a couple previews. Oh, and a whole new range of models. Yeah, yeah, why not? It only take what ten, fifteen years to (laughs) crank out all those models. It's probably how long they've been working on them. It's fine. It's fine. So I've been. building my Tyranids and I, I've been posting pictures on Facebook as things have been, been getting uh, put together and I did get, actually get to play my first game with them last night. Ooh. Was We played 1,500 points because it's it's uh, it's for the friendly so that's the points level of the friendly. And it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed playing them. It's, it's weird having only five guns to shoot in the shooting phase. <laughs> um... But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed enjoyed playing them. I'm still trying to work out, you know, what I want to do for some of the, like the the relic and the and the different weapon combinations. But um, old one eye, you know, did his thing and ripped apart everything he, he touched, which was a lot of fun. Um, I did get the Forge World Ripper Swarm because I was only using six Ripper Swarms in the army, so I figured, what the heck, I'll I'll get the cool looking. Like tied to Ripper Swarms. Yeah, I have got nine bases of those waiting in a box for me to, you know, man up and paint them. I don't know why I said man up. But anyway, <laughs> I need to paint them because they're kind of cool. And I was worried I wasn't going to be able to get Carnifexes because they're out of, uh, still out of stock at Games Workshop. Um, but somebody popped in. I could get them off eBay. Like I could get the Carnifex brood on eBay, but it was almost twice the price. Which I wasn't gonna pay 180 bucks for two current effects. Um, but somebody popped up with some on Amazon. They had like three of them, and I bought two of them, and they were only there was like five extra bucks. So I lucked out there. I did need one more, so I bought a Stone Crusher current effects when I bought those uh, Ripper Swarms, so I could use the the cool claws for Old One Eye. Oh man! Capital choice. That's gonna be so great. Yeah, it's. It, I just have to do some because um, the the stone crusher claws take up both spots on his side, so I had to kind of uh, chop up the uh, scything talents to get him on there. So I have to do a little green stuff work, but it looks I think it looks good. So I'm excited. I picked out a color scheme, um, so I just have to try it and test it out and see if it works. But I'm on I'm on the way. So hopefully it'll be done by end of March. I'm glad you're joining us on the Tyranid bandwagon. <laughs> I even picked up enough stuff to get to 2,000 points. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Know. It's most of the way there. I might as well finish finish the 2,000 points. So. Yeah, no half measures. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's... It's a it's a weird list because it's at the beginning of the game I deploy old one eye four carnifexes and some ripper swarms and everything else pops up out of the ground, so I, I won last night because I got first turn. If I hadn't gotten first turn, I probably would have gotten destroyed. But like you know, it's for the friendly, so I don't care. I just wanted something that, that looked cool. 
So, we did have a contest in the holiday season. We asked you to give us a 40K-themed song set to the tune of a, a Christmas carol. And the prize was the book Magos, signed by the author, by Dan Abnett. Thanks to uh, Vincent, who you'll hear from shortly. We've narrowed it down to our two favorite entries, which we will we'll, we'll vote on. Um, I can't sing. Ashley, I think oh, you can, though, right? I No, I have the opposite. They did surgery on me, man. I'm, like, literally not allowed to sing. It's a crime uh, now. No. <laughs> well, you can check them out on our Facebook page. But we have a, a very nice... We could, um, we could read one of them, right? That's true, yeah. We'll re, uh, so we have one one set to the the tune of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, Ashley, if you could read that one. We're not going to sing them because none of us can actually sing, but we'll we'll read them to you. She's oh, gosh. singing while she reads it, too. No, no, I can't. Oh God, it's 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 horrible, but it's like actually like a like a painful thing. It's really yeah, shitty. Well, don't then don't sing. Um, just just read it, please. Now I'm looking, but I'm looking at it now, and there's a rhyme, and I know how the song goes. <laughs> and oh God, you guys are like really putting me on the spot here. Oh God. Now I can't stop laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm just thinking, because it's about Magnus, and all I'm thinking about is Magnus riding off into the night on Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I don't know, all right. Okay, composure, professionalism, you know, all these good things. <laughs> uh, so it's, it reads, reads, Magnus the Cyclops Primarch had a lot of psychic might. Some of those who saw it were filled with a lot of fright. Some of the other Primarchs turned Nikea to a trial. Magnus ignored the decree, feeling he had lots of guile. Then one day he saw Horus start the heresy. He tried to warn the emperor, but it all went very wrong. And then our other one is um, to Here Comes Santa Claus. So it's Here Comes Eisenhorn, Here Comes Eisenhorn, right down processional way. Keep him safe under this big arch while we all crash our planes let's took ravener free some alpha slaves and kill many a man hunt them down and cause some chaos my name is cherubel so those are our two um our, our two final rhymes and guys who out of those two which is your favorite well I, I, both of them are pretty cool. They're better than what I could have come up with, but I have a, uh, I have a they punch off. They are better than what we came one. up with, which was nothing. I, I didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't. Contest, so, you know, exactly. I, I mean, maybe, maybe I would have been better. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't have. So yeah, the first, the first one is the one that, that sings the most to me. Ha <laughs> uh. <laughs> I also like that first one. Ashley, how about you? It is agreed. Chuck Bell wins with his Magnus, the Cyclops Primark song. Thank you very much for your entries. Um, I'm sure we'll have some other contests coming up soon, and Chuck will get a hold of you to send your book out. All right, guys, before we get over to our interview with Vincent, do you guys have... Wait! Oh, go ahead. Breaking news! 
I mean, this is my wheelhouse, so I want to talk about it a bit before we move on. So just today, before we started recording on, I believe we are the 10th of December right now. December? January. (laughs) Black Library opened submissions for writers. Yes. I tend to delusionally think of myself as a writer. So this this speaks to me very much. And we have an interview with Vincent Rossbond, who um, like basically also does writing things, as in he owns a publishing company. So it all comes together in the thematic of this episode. So Black Library, for their 20th anniversary, is uh, is opening uh, submissions for a bringing back a classic anthology called Inferno. So people are invited to submit 500-word um story samples and a one paragraph summary of the story that they want to read uh, to read to write it can be in any of their settings warhammer 40k age of sigmar blood bowl and necromunda and if for those of you who think that black library is just fantasy for age of sigmar and and military science fiction for 40k they actually are sort of fanning out the diff- different genres that they're looking for. They're looking for heist stories, detective or police procedural, adventure, mystery, ghost or paranormal horror. That's kind of my thing. And uh, obviously war stories. So if you're a, a writer, if you're the next Dan Abnett and you want to uh, to get noticed by Black Library, this is kind of your chance. This is your your moment to, um, to, to, to shine in the sun and make a splash there. So just go to the Warhammer community website and check out the article on, on that, and you'll have all the information that you need. Well, not all the information, because it would have been really nice if they gave us like a, um, a deadline for submissions, which they <laughs> don't. But you'll get most of the information that you need and also um, the the, uh, the web form that you need to use to submit because the, that's the only way to get put, put your submission in. And also all the guidelines and all that. So exciting news for people who are into creative writing. Yeah, hopefully uh, there's no deadline on it because Inferno will be a regular thing like it used to be. So for those of you who never get to check it out, it was uh, – uh, a, a sort of a, a uh, just a, a smaller magazine. Just it would have just some stories, some comics in there, you know, whatever whatever they happen to have somebody write. And I think it's really cool that they're letting uh, just opening it up to anybody, giving them a chance. I think it's pretty rad, and hopefully we'll get some really cool, interesting material out of it that we might not have otherwise. Hopefully, we'll see something from JF in there soon. Yeah, do it, JF. Do it. I don't. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if it's kind of my style, but I'm. I'm. I mean, do I'm it. going to be spending. You gotta the weekend. at least try, right? Yeah, I guess. It's, it's like one of I those need... things. It's one of those things you secretly dream about, isn't it? It would be cool. I mean, there's. I mean, I have been a fan of Warhammer Forty Thousand for nigh on two decades. So I mean, it feels like it should be a fit. But the weird thing is, like Warhammer is kind of my escape from work. Yeah, I don't want to say that writing is work, but I've never, I haven't spent that much time really thinking of like cool short stories to write in that universe. You're so us down. I'm not saying I'm not gonna <laughs> spend my entire weekend brainstorming like while mainlining whiskey and wine. That's not <laughs> my plan at all. No, no, no. Why would I do that? Um, but I'm definitely going to try to come up with a good idea and maybe submit something. It'd be nice if I knew what the deadline was. True. True. Hopefully after this weekend. Uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully I have some time yeah, to come up with something. I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely going to give it a shot. 
hopefully. Very cool. I look forward to seeing, you know, whatever ends up in there. Should be should be awesome. That was a great magazine back when they had it before. All right, guys, anything else before we head over and talk to Vincent? No, I said my piece. I think so. All right. Well, stay tuned for an interview with Vincent Rossbond from Black Library and Wing Tassar Publishing. Currently, humanity looks to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. All right, so we are here with Vincent Rosspond from Black Library. And Vince, why don't you just get into it? Let us know what's going on. Well, golly gosh, that sounds exciting. <laughs> um, well, I mean, the, the, the thing, the, the first and foremost is, um, uh, you know, I was a I was a big fan of 40K Radio in its previous incarnation. Um, you can always count on me to be a big fan of it in this present incarnation as well. Um, I just uh, I was away for a little bit. Now I'm back in the fold working with the sales and marketing team. And uh, I'm very excited about some of the things that we've got coming down the line. Uh, primarily right now, we're a little out of sync with the current timeline of what's going on in the 40K universe. But all that's going to be made well again come uh, come November. So awesome. it sounds like you're going to be putting out books as the new codexes come out. Is that right? Well, I don't know about the generally what, what ends up happening is they time them so that the books are, are sort of coming in sync with that. Sure. But, um, the most importantly, they're, they're getting the storyline back. So you're going to see, you're starting to see books coming out now with the Primarchs uh, coming back into the picture uh, with the, you know, destructions of Katie, the Cadian gate. Um, some of the new, some of the heroes that they're going to be coming out, some of the legions, you're going to start seeing that we haven't seen a whole lot of in the past that are suddenly going to come back into the forefront, some of the original. So, um, and who knows what mysteries may be revealed at this time. Hmm. Oh, I like it. Mysterious. You sound <laughs> so, like you're in the know. Uh, you know what? I, I never admit to being in the know. <laughs> Clever. That sounds like no comment if ever I've heard it. It's plausible deniability at, at any stretch of the imagination. I was excited when I get a Carcharodon's book in the mail the other day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I look forward to, I to checking that one out. So, so yeah, I mean the, 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 some of the, the highlights, um, and I, I don't know if you've seen this yet or, or know that the, the, uh, Dan Ammons back in the fold with some new books. Uh, I'm very I, excited about that. Warmaster is the new Gaunt's ghost. That's after a little bit of a hiatus. We're very excited about that. And there's a brand new Eisenhorn book coming out as well. Oh, I didn't oh, know about awesome. that. 
Yeah, uh, look for that. Um, I believe we are going to see it in the States in like March or April. Hmm. Cool. So, yeah, these we're going to we're going to ramp up some of the old favorites again. And that's that's one of the primary ones we've got going on. Um, they're also we're we're trying to find ways to attract new readers into the whole program. Um, and so this summer we've come up with a series of novellas we're going to release that will um, essentially be introductory books into the world of 40K. Oh, very cool. And there'll be, uh, and actually it's not just 40K. It'll be, there are a couple of 40K books. There'll be some fantasy and a Horace Heresy introductory book. Can never have too many Horace Heresy books. Absolutely. Well, yes, yes. I've, it's, uh, it's been a very long road with that. Uh, when I, I was uh, I was with Black Labber when we launched uh, Horus Rising to begin with. The initial thought on that was we'll do maybe twelve books. <laughs> oh yeah, twelve. And uh, yeah, yeah, and um, that was interesting. And and I think we are up to forty now. Oh, easily. Something like that. Yes, I and, did. Uh, I did see in the on GW's announcement where they said they were finally getting to the Siege of Terra, they also included the official reading list order in case you were wondering how to get through those 40 books. Yeah, it's on it's on Black Library's website as well. Um, I occasionally reference it. Um, I've been picking them up slowly here and there because um, I've, I've been doing some uh, uh, licensing for work, so I've been studying for a lot of that stuff. But yeah, like we're Ooh, there's a hot, there's a hot few of them. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the great thing is, I mean, it, it, I think GW has been very forward thinking about the way to, to look at that because when we first started, you know, um, they didn't sort of, they, they, they recognized that Horace Heresy happened, but really didn't want to go into too much about it. And the good thing is about black library is we were able to open up that doorway, mm. um, and expand that universe. And, and I don't know if you all have had a, if you were able to ever get the original um, hardback version of the Horus Heresy art book. I, I do, do have that. Yeah. The, the sort of black and silver one. Yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a gorgeous book. It's, it's got great stuff in there. And it, you know, I, the initial thing was linked to the card game that came out years ago by Sabretooth. Right. And uh, we just expanded that. And now I think, um, I think subsequent to that, we did another one called visions of heresy. Yeah. Yep, I have that one as well. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's great background stuff, and it's a lot of fun. And um, just because heresy is ending doesn't mean something else isn't off in the wings. Interesting. Ooh, even more, more that's, vague, vague that's clues. That's tantalizing. <laughs> Maybe some Xenos things? I, I don't, you know, even I don't know this. All I know is oh. expect, expect something else uh, to be coming along to fill that gap. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the um, Black Lottery's been through a few little ups and downs um, with personnel and focus, but I think what you'll find now is they're they're firmly focused on on providing stories and background to the to the fans and people interested in the iconography of 40k and and fantasy and and heresy and and who knows what else in there um, as best they can. And, and, and they're doing a great job. It's just that 
um, and I don't know how much you know about publishing, but it takes it's like a big juggernaut. It takes a while to get things in line. Um, books are commissioned uh, like a year in advance. So in order to rearrange everything, if they change stuff within the game, it takes a while to, to get everything so, back in line. Right. Is that is that commission from the time of order before the book is even written to the date of publication? Yeah. That's yeah. actually that's super actually not fast. not as much as I thought it would be. Yeah. yeah that's I figured quick. a year just for you guys to get it from the author, but a year no, to get it from the idea to actual print seems pretty reasonable. Well, I mean, it depends on things. Some things will take a little longer, but oh, sometime sure. around a year, uh, we we generally list the books uh, with uh, like present them uh, six to eight months in advance. Sometimes it's a year in advance. So in November, I'll be sitting in front of some of the sales force for our distributors and talking about books that are coming out next summer. Nice. So um, it it takes a while to just get things rolling. Well, you know, I think they're really knocking it out of the park with the, the, you know, they have the Horace Heresy books. They have the, just the general 40 K books. They have the the great character series books that they're doing like Lehman Russ and um, yeah, the the Primark series are are really good. And the Dante book. And I'm just about to crack (gasps) open the Lamarte's book. The Dante book. I is absolutely hands down my favorite Black Library book to date. I can't talk enough about how much I love that book. Great. Well, you know, I think that the editors there have done a great job in fleshing some of this stuff out. I mean, I really like the Primark books. Um, I do too. It, you guys have uh, Fulgrim either coming yeah. out shortly or out now. Yep. And it, it, it it's the good thing about it is it gives you all the background stuff you didn't necessarily know about, but it's in a, the, I love the little format they've come out with with this. Yeah. Which is like a mini hardcover. Um, it it's gives great. a little bit more permanency to it. Um, and I know a lot of people, and I, I'm known to say a lot of people not only get the books just to read them, but they collect them too. Mm-hmm. So I know that some people complain that sometimes the books aren't the same height because depending on which, <laughs> which, which version you sit, get. Yeah, and they don't sit on the shelf quite right, but we appreciate that. We appreciate the passion for that. I actually really like the Primark series um, books because they have this wonderful cover art. Yeah. And I have I have this idea in my head that one day when I paint all of the Forge World Primark models, I will put them on a mantelpiece with their book behind them. Ooh. I'm like, like, it. like this it. vision in my head that I've been that ever since you guys came out with the first one, because um, the first book you came out with was uh, Gulliman, and that was actually the first Primark I painted. So it was like meant to be. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the important thing about Black Library, it's always been a very good source of inspiration for people who play the game um, because it fills in a lot of gaps, just not visually in the sense that there's, it paints a picture, although the cover art is usually pretty good, but I think just the descriptions in there, the way the authors work with it, it gives you a really b- good sort of inner feeling of what's going on with these characters. Well, and it's great, you know, when you do things like you dive into what the life is like in the day of a, a space war for somebody, you know, because you get the codexes, which have a little sort of a brief description, but this really gets into characters, which I think definitely helps a lot of people with inspiration. Right. Well, you know, the interesting thing is when we first started out with um, 
novels of the Black Library, there really wasn't anything written down. There wasn't a whole lot of guidance mm-hmm. on how some of this stuff worked. And we started basically from scratch. Um, if you ever have you have you read the Bill King Space Wolf? Book? It's oh, one yeah. of my it's one of the very first things I ever read. And so it goes through that whole process of basically how to make a space murder. Um, it's wonderful. I actually didn't realize um, when I read it at the time that there weren't other books like that for other chapters, that that was like a special thing. Because Space right. Wolves are my army. Um, so <laughs> we, we got the special cool treatment. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the first. I When I first started, um, uh, I had uh, Night, I still have Night Lords. And then I um, and Space Wolves were the two ones I started off with. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, and and that and that's the thing is we've always been innovative in trying to provide background to either how space marines work, how the whole thing is organized. Um, I don't know if you know this. We've told the story before that when Dan Abnett was writing the Gaunt's Ghost series, there were a lot of things he had in there that weren't part of the lore uh, like spot box casters for instance mm-hmm. he, he basically invented those and put those in the story and then that in turn got put back into the game and now they're canon exactly um including making up words like theft because we don't <laughs> like we can kill you but we're not cursing at you <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do that's right we used to have we used to sell t-shirts at black library called hardest theft um <laughs> And that was always good because uh, you could – it was sort of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. You could you could wear that and read it on several levels. So. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so I know it may be hard to, to pick, but what's your favorite Black Library book? I still think um, Eisenhorn, the original – well, I, I look at the Eisenhorn trilogy, the original Eisenhorn trilogy. I still count that as a book because it's it's one volume. Um, but I, I, I think that's one of the best books, um, been written about the black in the black library. I think at one point, one of the British, um, sci-fi magazines listed that within the top hundred best sci-fi, uh, books you can read. So, um, I, I would go with that. I think, um, ADB's book on, uh, Night Lord's. Once again, trilogy, but I, I really love that one um, when it came out, partly because I love the Night Lords uh, and also because it doesn't paint them as um, how to, like uh, nailing a baby to your head type space marine. It's, there's there's layers. There's layers to that evil or bad, um, you know, and it tries he tries to explain it in there. Um and uh, I think Graham, some of Graham's stuff in the Horus Heresy is just spot on as well. I mean, I could we could talk about Prospero Burns for days. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes. that's one of my favorite. I also really like the um, the Nagash trilogy, which is oh, yeah. Yep. I'd love to see an omnibus of that as like a classic re-release because I don't think it's actually available anymore. Uh, it is again. It oh, will it is. Be. I, m- I must have missed it. I have the original books. No, no, it's it's not there yet. Oh, gotcha. it's coming out again. Okay, cool. Yeah, what, oh, that's great. One of the things, one of the things uh, I talked to the guys about, so I've been back, and uh, they may have been thinking about this before that, so I'm not going to take credit for it, was um, we're going to bring back some of the classic 
fantasy, some of the classic sci-fi omnibuses back in print. So oh, that's fantastic. Um, so Nagash is coming back. Um, Steve Savile's book on um, vampires is also co- Vampire Wars is coming back. Um, I think the Witch Hunter books are coming back. Um, I know Eisenhorn is, is going to be there. We're going to bring back the Gaunt's Ghost omnibuses again. Awesome. So we've been selling them individual copies now, but um, you'll be seeing uh, the, uh, the, the, the omnibuses coming back in the way we originally put them out. So it'll be the founding. Um, I forget the name of the other three, but I have them here on my, on my spin rack that I still have. But um, the the lost and um, and I forget what the other one is, but that's because it's late and I haven't had my drink yet. But um, <laughs> but anyway, they'll be coming back in individual volumes. Uh, the Ravener series will be coming back in um, in omnibuses as well. We we have two of them out now, don't we? Okay. Yeah, as individuals. Yeah, as individuals, it, yeah. So this is going to be coming back as a as an omnibus. And yeah, it's more, it's, more, it's more than one, probably less than three, so probably two. Yes. Yeah, I think the two <laughs> of them are out. I think Ravener Returned is the second one that's out right now. I mean, I have that one on my shelf. But the good thing about omnibus editions that we've done is you can always count when we put those out. It'll be three books plus some short stories, and sometimes those short stories have never seen the light of day before. I so love that. Extra added stuff that we put in there just to make it fun. So That's what do you got? What what um what do you like about the the way some of the things that we've got out right now that that's at least helpful from what you see as far as a hobby and or reading? I think they're a great inspiration. Like one one of the things from the that I got from the Space Wolf Omnibus was, well, just, you know, first of all, you know, we we talked about, you know, how how a space marine sort of becomes a space marine. Um, But, you know, it gave me this sort of idea of creating my own chapter. Yep, yep. So, you know, I kind of felt like I had an idea of how, you know, it sort of went through the whole process. I was like, well, you know, these these chapters are great and all, and Ragnar's great, but, but maybe I want to do my own thing. So that's what I ended up doing, and I think it was just sort of you know the the hype I kind of got from having read that that really inspired me to 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 go branch out and do my own thing. And I don't know, I just it makes me feel so much more engrossed in the hobby, having you know not just the painting and the playing, and obviously doing this. Um, but the, the reading aspect of it, I always like because it, it brings a little bit more color into the universe. That's, you know, it's grim dark, but it's also got some really interesting people and characters and tensions and, and it makes it, makes it so much more, I don't want to say real because it's not real, but so much more lively. Yeah. Well, especially, sorry, I was going to say, especially for things like Imperial Guardsmen, right? Because there's a lot of stuff out there about space marines, but the books really for things like guard kind of let you see what is it really like to be a guardsman, you know, cause we get the, the things like the regimental standard on GW's website, which is sort of, Oh, those humorous, are fantastic, but it's a humorous look at it. Right. Which right. is 
but the books are really like, okay, they're down in the mud, in the dirt, you know, there's, they're cannon fodder, but they still trudge on. And, you know, even, even as background characters in space Marine books, I think the guard usually is sometimes the more interesting part of those books. Well, they're more relatable because they're, I mean, let's face it, space Marines are superhuman. It's like right, getting right. Uh, the superhero and you can be an X-Men, but you, you know what a guard is because that's more relatable to you. Um, I, I've always found it. We've, we've always tried to approach it that these are interesting stories. And we want to make them interesting stories and fill in background. So it, I think they've made a great effort to not do more of the usual thing all the time. I mean, let's face it. They are books about fighting. So you are yeah. going to have this <laughs> overlap in there, but there's always, but, but it always tries to take a new angle on it. And, uh, I know some of the old authors and a lot of new authors coming out that we've got um, really trying to figure that out. Um, did you all ever get a copy of or see the uh, Imperial Infantryman's Uplifting Primer? I do. I have that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was it, it. It actually is the combination of about three or four actual military manuals. Um, <laughs> that we put together to, to do that. I, I, I don't think they've in print anymore, but if you see them around, it's just worth, worth having just to read it because usually uh, the punishment for just about everything is death. <laughs> and it says, it's, you've never seen it actually, it says stuff like, it has a picture of a genius and it's like, these creatures are slow. Take, t- <laughs> wow. take time to aim and fire at them and they will be defeated. Oh, yes. geez, that's, Orcs are that's, weak that's less than dumb. helpful. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, it's a, you know, try to buck up the morale. Right, right, exactly. Um, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a, it's, it's pretty much a, a don't be too scared. Um, you can do it, but really, you're gonna die. Book. Yeah. Uplifting. Imperial yeah, well, <laughs> guys uplifting primer. Yeah. But um, but we, I don't know if we're gonna do anything like that in the near future. But we are gonna come up with some other books that just to give you more background on, um the world of, of 40k and uh i know aaron's got a well he's got a book out now on uh, black crusade with abaddon um yet the hardcover came out last year now the paperback's coming out now and he does a great job with those as usual as as you'd expect aaron to do um so it's more of that you'll see more more things filling in um and trying to expand our knowledge of what the 40K, especially the new 40K universe, is going to be like. So we'll start to see primary space rings and stuff like that in the in the books coming up soon. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we've got one coming out. I think it's the end of November, December, called Dark Imperium, and that's really going to just start turning the books into the new the new storyline. That should be very cool. I'm interested to see how how regular space marines treat primary space marines. <laughs> oh, that is going to be very intriguing. Yes, uh, I'm sure it'll be a little bit of oh you again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where have you been all this time? We've been fighting this fight. I really like how the interactions between space marines and regular people sort of give you this because when you're following along in the books about space marines you just except for you know them like you know crushing everything with their bare hands and destroying everything under their boots um you, you sort of 
kind of forget that they're these like super otherworldly, humongous space monsters almost. And then when you throw in, you know, their seneschals and all of the people who make the ship work, who are just regular folks, it I really like the dynamic that that creates because it reminds you that they're not really people anymore. There's something totally different. Right. Well, I think the thing too interesting about it is, and it depends on the author who's written the, written about them, they're off, also portrayed in different ways for each chapter. Um, some space marines look down upon humans mm-hmm. uh, as, uh, you know, not quite up to snuff, while others have a little bit more empathy towards them. Um, and, you know, the, their job is to protect. Uh, There's just, a lot of yeah. that early in the heresy novels, um, particularly um, when you start um, reading about Garrow. Um, that right. I really liked the dynamic between Garrow and how he, he was with humans versus some of the other people, even in his own command, um, was really interesting to me. Um, and, you know, so they still have a lot of these, you know, human traits. Um, but you still get this like this massive, like awestruckness from regular people who've never seen one before. And that right. never gets old. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. It's it's very interesting. Well, because you, you realize that, I mean, it, when you're playing a game, you see Space Marines every other board. In the reality of the 40K world, these are not, you know, if you see a Space Marine, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing because... If you're lucky. They, yeah, they are. Well, actually, if you see one, you you got to... Yeah, you probably aren't lucky. You're probably unlucky. You've probably had a bad day. <laughs> bad things are going to happen to your planet. If you, or already if have. Show up. Yeah. Um, but, the, but it's interesting that, you know, these... They show up in one or two or three. You don't need a whole lot to start causing a whole lot of damage. Um, fortunately, in some of the stories, you know, obviously they, they're squads and something, and unless it's a really big bad day. Um, <laughs> but you have to keep, you always have to keep that in mind. They weren't meant to be, um, you know, 90,000 strong attacking a planet all the time. Right. You, you, you at the most might get like unless it's really really bad a company or something like that you know and even sure. that's even that's a bad day if you get a company of space marines showing up <laughs> yes yes that would be uh there's there's a signal there don't <laughs> close the window close the shades lock the door <laughs> it's uh, not going to help yeah well yes but if you can't see it it won't it won't be as bad um anyway yeah but then but I think that the thing is, we, we try and flesh this out. It's interesting um, that uh, we, you know, we license, or we have licensed, or we've translated these books into over 12 languages around wow. the world. Um, and uh, GW or Black Library does some of the some of the translation distribution internally at the moment. Um, there was a time when we used to have outside translators do things for for licensees, and um, you have to always be careful because at one point someone was translating an Eisenhorn book and suddenly interjected a whole description of him that was totally different than what he looked like. Um, he was bald with a beard and glasses, and we said, "Well, that's not in the book. Why did you put that in there?" And he goes, ah, "I think it. He seemed like he should have looked like that." Oh my goodness! So you always have to be careful. Um, we are very good at making sure those things don't happen. We caught that one before it went out, but um, 
yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting, but it's it's you'd be surprised at how well this is embraced in other languages and and you know anywhere there's 40k, uh, we're trying to get these books out there and available to people. Now right. you guys are in the U.S. and Canada, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm in Canada. Ashley and Matt, you're no Matt's in Canada too, right? No, we're I'm in both, New Hampshire, we're, which is we're close, both in the but States. not quite there. Yeah, honorary Canadian. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I am our our southerner. I'm in D.C. You should say y'all more. I in fact say that way more than I should, being from the north. <laughs> well, yeah, but anytime you go down past Maryland, you do it. I I went to school in Virginia, so. I just automatically say it now. That's technically where I live, but nobody really understands what I mean when I say Virginia because they yeah. think like banjos. And I actually live like in the most super urban part of Virginia possible <laughs> because I'm right yeah. near D.C. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, so we one of the things that you may notice now, and the reason I say this is because we uh, we are expanding our distribution through our our mainstream trade distribution, trying to get more books out to stores, um, not just Barnes and Noble and um, in the U.S., but other places as well. We love Barnes and Noble, but they're not everywhere. So there's Amazon, there's other little bookstores, there's smaller chains, and in Canada, the same thing. It's, we're trying to get the books out there and available to people, so you should not have a problem getting them anywhere you, where, where you live. That's right. And, you know, I think one of the great things about the Warhammer and 40K universe is with everything from Games Workshop and from Black Library, I mean, there's very few universes out there that have this much material that you can actually read about it. You know, maybe, maybe D&D, but I still think 40K and, or Warhammer universe outranks that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, we're not going to badmouth anyone, but... No, no, no. no. Uh, I think that the one thing about D&D novels is uh, a lot of them uh, are basically you read it once and get rid of it, and it doesn't fill out fluff as much as it just tells a little story. I think that the good thing about Black Library books is we do all of that. Uh, we fill out background. We tell a story. And, and frankly, I think we tell a pretty damn good story. Um, I don't know. You know, we've, we've won several awards uh for our fantasy novels, David Gemmel Awards, uh, for best fantasy novels of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, the first few Horace Heresies were New York Times bestsellers. Um, we, we, we really make an effort to try and put out something that's not just fluff, but well-written. Um, and, uh, you know, we hold authors up to a standard like that. It's one of the things that kind of surprised me the first time I read a, a Black Library book, I, I had this prejudice that because their gaming books and other gaming books or gaming derived novels I've read in the past were they were just catering to the audience, but there was didn't seem to have any regard towards being innovative or having interesting characters. It was mostly about plugging as much of the material as possible. And and the book I read felt like in it did the opposite. Instead of relying on the fluff and background of the game as a, uh, a crutch, it attempted and succeeded in elevating that material. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, and we thank you. I mean, that, that's the, the whole thing we try to look at this. It, the um, the original editor or publisher of the Black Library um, made a point of saying, and we've followed through ever, ever since, is 
these have to be good stories first. And you have to get everything else right. And you, you'll fill in stuff on the background. You'll fill in stuff on the latest tank, maybe. But that that takes a secondary role to what the story's about. I think um, you guys have done a really excellent job with that. Yeah, definitely. I think Dante it being a great example, not that I want to only pimp Dante, um, but you should read it if you haven't. Um, (laughs) And that one was really great because it was so much about just, you know, telling the story, but also filling in little bits and pieces about what's going on in the current storyline, because, you know, they have all the Tyranids coming to them. And that's like a, a thing that's happening in the campaign that was out at the time. And, but, you know, it was not about that. It was about Dante and how that was affecting him mentally and how it may have been influencing some of his decisions. And it was, you know, it was secondary to the storyline, but still gave you a lot of good information about what's going on in in the the game time period. One of the things, once again, the things that we tried to emphasize on this is, um, some books, and, and there are some gaming tie-ins, if you don't read one, you'll never know what's going on in three type thing. Uh, the first book, you don't know. All the books that we, we try and do in, for Black Library um, should stand independent of each other. So that if you read the first Gaunt's Ghost book, uh, or if you read the third one, if you... Uh, straight silver you don't have to have read um the first book to to really understand what the storyline is because they're all self-contained stories it helps i mean it gives you more background if you if you've read all the other ones and, and ghost maker and everything else up to that but it you don't have to and i think that's the important thing because you can pick up a book anywhere along the line and really know what's going on the only exception i think to that is my personal need to read all of the horse heresy books in order well there's there's that too yeah so you know like you know like you can pick up you know you could pick up dante without knowing anything else about anything else um sure. you could pick up you know the, this the space wolf books you know like any anything that you know let strikes your fancy um you know you can easily pick up and just start with and that's why i think they're a good Maybe not a gateway, but maybe a good introduction is, you know, if you have a friend who's interested in, oh, hey, you know, I, I think Necrons are pretty cool. You know, there's like, you know, books about, you know, Necrons in there. So you can go and, um, you know, introduce them to that and they don't need anything else to kind of jump into that. I think that's really great. And I mean, even with Horace Hersey, you could, you know, you could start anywhere and, and sort of figure it out. Um, you just may spoil something that happened previously. Right. Which is right. what I'm trying not to do. Exactly. And, and the thing about Horace Hesser, yeah, it's better if you if you start at the beginning and, and try and figure it out. But then you can, once you get past a certain level, you can jump around without having to uh, really spoil anything. I'm really looking forward to starting Master of Mankind, but I'm a few books back. <laughs> good, good. So anything, anything you want to know about future books coming out that I can tell you at the moment? Well, how about this? Yeah, um, how about what can you tell us? <laughs> well, I was going to say, which which of the books coming out are you most excited about that you can tell us about? <sighs> Let me get my list together so I can I can talk semi-intelligently for you. Just give me a second here. 
I, I really think uh, I'm, the Eisenhorn book is the one I'm most most excited about, um, because I think that that's going to introduce a whole new group of people who've never read it before to it, and also people who've read it before, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, it'll be great to jump back into that character. Um, I'm looking forward to that one too, just you know, since you mentioned it. Because um, those are, I really enjoyed the the older Eisenhorn books. So to see that character to, to continue, it's going to be great. Yeah, I actually I, I, haven't mm-hmm. experienced it before, so I wanna I wanna jump in. I think I'll I think I'll be picking that one up. <laughs> great, great. Um, give me a second here. I, I think also you, you'll see um, some new authors coming in, which is going to be exciting. Exciting for us, um, because I think one of the things that we're trying to do right now is open up, open up Black Lives, get some new people in there, some new blood, and um, you may—I I don't know what the process is quite yet—but I would keep on looking to see when they may be uh, looking for short story submissions at some point. Mm. Mm. Because we have all this free time. Well, I think exactly. Jeff would probably be most interested in that out of all of us. But no, but I mean, it's once again, I I don't know all the details. Yeah. I know that there are things in the works, so I would I would look for that. Um, I think um, one of the one of the ones a uh, couple of ones I've, I've, that are exciting coming out is um, there's uh, Runestorm, which is uh, it's a Space Wolf book, but it's it's taking place on Terra, where you start seeing what's going on with the with the battle there. Um, you had another, me at Space Wolf, but you really hooked yeah. me with Terra. <laughs> then you've got uh, Karn, the the Red Path, which is about Karn to Karn to Betrayer. Um, I think we have a book out on that already, but this is another one coming out in March. Um, the uh, Spear of Shadows, which is not a 40k book, but it is it's a great new fantasy book, which is going to be sort of bring in line what's going on right now with the with the fantasy world um you've also got um if you like space wolf a new called wolf king by chris wright coming out in june that's kind of exciting that sounds awfully familiar is it coming out in a new format it's a paperback yes i think i have the other one the hardback hardcover yep i think so and then um let me see what else we have here just uh, just looking down the list um yeah oh the i don't know if you ever saw the Ulrika vampire series uh by nathan long i did not uh-uh. but that's coming out in july we'll bring that back in in uh in print uh lucas the trickster by josh reynolds Ooh. All kinds of good Space Wolf stuff. Yes, and uh, a Garrow book. Oh, awesome. Oh. By James Wall. That's coming out in August. Well, wow, that's that's almost a year from now. Yes. You're going to make me wait a whole year for that. Mm. <laughs> I, this is what they call the big tease. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you look on the website, um, we'll, be, we'll be teasing stuff periodically. Um, cool. I... I'm always good for a couple of months in advance. I can get you some information. 
Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to oversell everything. Just that we've got a lot of exciting things coming out. There's a lot of new authors, some of the old favorites out there. Um, and it's, it's always something different. So I, I just think it's exciting. It's exciting time for Black Library if you're a fan. And the other thing too, and, and we've, we've always said this is, if you don't have time to play the game anymore, this is still a great way to be engaged in it. Um, surprisingly, there's a lot of people who read Black Library novels who don't play 40K mm. or never have, but we, but they like what we've done. And I actually, that's a good sign. When I, I commute on the train into the city and I saw someone uh, reading one of the Horace Heresy novels. And so I was like, I was like, Hey, I was like, what army do you play? And he's like, what? I, I just like the books. I was like, what? No. <laughs> I just like the books. It's a travesty. So, I know. so for our listeners who might play the game and not read any Black Library books. Shame well, on them. Well, exactly. But what do you think is a good good one if they just want to pick up one and read maybe just one, so not, not necessarily a trilogy. But what do you think is a good a good book for them to pick up? Um... I always go with the classics. So I would say um, if you like, if you like Imperial Guard, go with Gaunt. Go with something like Ghostmaker, which is not the first Gaunt book, but uh, the first one is first and only. You can do something like those. Um, if you like Space Marines or um, if you like Space Marines, uh, I would say... Uh, one of Graham McNeil's books on the Ultramarines are always good. If you like Chaos, uh, Aaron Dembski Bowden's Space uh, Night Lords trilogy is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, if you like Elder, uh, Gav Thorpe's got a, a great series out on trilogy out in there. If you like Dark Elder, Andy Chambers did a series of book on those. Um, it, it really just a general what you what you want to do. It, you know, some some people just like the armies they play. So that's why I would I would give them a little bit better background like that. Um, yeah, I, you know, it, it's not an easy question to say. Ah, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. There's and there's yeah. so many. How yeah. do you whittle it down? Well, exactly. I mean, at this point, I think there are uh, slightly over two hundred books in print different books um i actually and, thought it might be higher than that but then again i don't know what's currently in print and what's not yes um but we've printed i think over 600 different books since since we started good gravy um and that's why we it's one of the reasons why we do omnibuses to try to keep them available the biggest problem when you do books like this is you cannot from an inventory standpoint you can't have 50 copies of 600 books right. with you. Yeah, where do you keep that? Exactly. And 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 it's just logistically, it's just a nightmare to try and do it. But the good thing about Omnibus is it allows us to keep books in print, and there's some great books we do like that, um, that, that narrows it down a little bit. Um, and like I said, we always add extra stuff in there. I like it. Well, yeah, I, I think you gave a great answer, which is no matter what you want to read, there's something out there from the black library, you know, no matter what army you like or what army you're interested in or what period of the universe you're interested in, there's, there's going to be something for you to read. 
There are, and and you know what? There are actually, if you uh, if you want to dig, there are some really interesting um, older books out there that are still pretty good. There's um, um, there are some good books on the on um, on what's go what used to go on in the warp that were early. What Eye of Terror for one was a interesting. Doesn't it doesn't follow the same timeline as everything today? But there are some good, it's some interesting stories in there. They're a little bizarre. So we've covered the gamut on a lot of different things. I mean, there's there's Eldar books like Farseer, which Bill King did. Um, yeah. Uh, which was a, a classic at the time. Um, obviously, some of the Horace Heresy ones are just fantastic. I I think, and that's uh, and then I don't know if you if you all have. Uh, have done these uh looked at the space marine battles books but they're also yeah. very good background material if you play a game and you want to see how a battle's fought uh those are those are set up just for that yeah i, I love uh hell's reach is one of my favorites yeah and and the older ones we we always put maps in them so you get a feel for an illustration so you get a little bit better feel for what goes on in these in, in the storyline which I think was always very helpful. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners of 40 K radio Vince? Well, I, uh, I just appreciate the time. Um, if you, uh, I would just say, keep on, first of all, keep listening to 40 K radio to find out all the latest, <laughs> because now they have my, uh, all my information. So they'll be calling me up to say what's coming out this month. But, um, you know, check out the Black Library website. It's uh, it's a great, great source of information. Uh, things coming up. Um, we're going to try to get some authors back to uh, conventions uh, this coming year. Maybe maybe if I can talk someone into bring some back for Adepticon, we'll get some out there. Oh, uh, you know, we'll be there. I'm I'm going to try and be there myself this year. Uh, great. Occasionally go to to them from some of my other some of the other things I'm involved in, but um, look for that. Uh, you know, like I said, look for we we have a couple of great authors in the states here who may be doing book signings and different things in the coming coming year. Look for that. But Black Library uh, website is probably the best thing for that. And uh, you know, if, if you get um, White Dwarf, we always have a lot of information in there. They're really doing a good job putting interactive stuff online that you can look for. I always keep an eye on the Facebook pages to see what's coming up soon. Yeah. Yep. Always also good information good. there. Great. Well, um, if you guys have any other questions in the future, feel free to just drop me a line. Yeah, we'll definitely have you have you back on to to let the listeners out there know what else is coming from Black Library and also to talk about some of your other projects too. Um, but I definitely, you know, we thank you for coming on to join us and guys, you heard yes, it thank right you from, so much right from somebody at black library. If there's something <laughs> that you want to read about in the 40 universe, there's a book out there or it's on the way. That's right. And you know, as I said, look online, there's, you can, you can just search by, uh, whatever army you're looking in and it'll put it, put it up there. Oh, one thing I do want to say, I'm sorry. Um, sure. I'm doing my Columbo, my Columbo impersonation. <laughs> um, one last thing, um, we we also put out audiobooks. Oh yes, yes. Oh, that's super important for us to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes it is. And 
you should check those out too because one of the things that one of the reasons we initially did audiobooks is the the tagline was you can listen while you paint oh that's and, the best uh, yep. i i do and, that I personally know a lot of our listeners enjoy the show while they paint, and yep. I personally listen to other shows and audiobooks while I paint as well. And it, it's a they're, they're great they're great source. You can download them um, right from the website. And uh, the the good thing about our audiobooks is they're almost like audio dramas, and that uh, a lot of them have had. Uh, you know, not just someone sitting there reading, but a little bit of more feeling to it. Sometimes I'll have background uh, noise and uh, um, uh, sound effects. Um, it, it's been a lot of fun. They some were of the Horace Heresy ones are excellent. Yeah, and I believe there are some that are specifically audio dramas, like it'll say yes. in the description. Uh, and there is a Black Library app for your phone, just saying. Absolutely. As Wait, since when? Forever. Since uh, I don't know, I have it on my phone, and that's how I listen to Black Library audiobooks. So, oh man, hold on, I'm gonna download it right now. All right. Yep, keep track. You learn something keep every track day. Of all your uh, Black Library audiobooks. Uh, you know, you can buy them right through the app if you want. So. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself a little bit, and some of them are so old that I don't have them on an electronic version. I have them in the CD version. Yeah, I have a I have a couple of Black Library <laughs> CDs. So, so do I, you know, the, the problem is my car can't play them now because I don't have a, a CD player in there. Oh, you know, I don't even know if my car does come to think of it. If it did, I've never used it. Yeah, it's all I have to put it on uh, on my iPod and then I can play it in there. But but I'm a little old fashioned. So there you go. Look at that Black Library app. That's pretty great. Well, Vincent, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank, thank you. I thank you, and like I said, feel free to let me know if you have any questions. I'm happy to answer anything anyone's got, And uh, but look for more great stuff from the Black Library coming out soon. Excellent. Thanks, Vincent. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhas Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. <laughs>